Dad Bod History. Welcome to this episode of Dad Bod History, where the takes are old and the drinks are cold. It's the final Brodown, guys. It's it. We've we've made it. Uh, we are in our final Elite Eight uh, to the championship of our bromance bracket. So before we get into that, before we see who the greatest bros of them all are, how are you guys doing? Got any tales from the dad front? Eric, Cameron, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. solid solid um, weekend at the Layman House. Um, seems like every weekend um, there is a birthday party and my birthday cake um, regimen, I guess you could call it, has totally increased. I had way more than my share of birthday cake. Um, our youngest had her birthday party today. So a bunch of kids over and awesome. played in the sprinklers and, and that kind of thing. So that was awesome. Coached a soccer game. Um, yeah, real solid. Yeah, before anybody feels bad for Cameron, you're the only adult male I know who has trouble gaining weight. So <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a real bummer, guys. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're bringing us down. Just falls off your six foot nine frame. Can't just can't can't keep it on. Yeah, I, I don't typically have a birthday uh, birthday cake quota, but I, I definitely have have met it. All right, that's awesome, Eric. What do you got going on other than sitting very in a dark room? I, <clears throat> I just I just wanted to be lit, right? You know, uh, my daughter my daughter did uh, confirmation last weekend. And then we had cake. We had a lot of cake. Okay. And uh, but Sunday morning, you know, I decided I was going to cut an avocado up for myself, and yeah, ended up with stitches instead. <laughs> Got away from you. I really did, and I Just and I make fun of to not eat avocados. Right? Yeah, now. my my son is like avocados are evil. I'm like, I I missed the pit with the knife, and anyways, uh. So it's funny because, you know, I, I it was very ripe. I went right through it with the knife, hit my palm. The the pit came out, hit the ground, and my sister was here. And she looked over, saw my wife grab the pit up real quick. And she was pretty certain my wife was grabbing up one of my digits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. It was a fun morning. Awesome. So what is the pit, man? The pit is the X factor when you're slicing into an avocado. Anything can happen. I, you know, it doesn't have a pit. Happen, but I get it. Bananas. You know, well, bananas and cheese. Oh, good point. Slice I should have just never have to worry about an errant pit. Yeah. Should have just gone for the block of cheddar. Yeah, just, <laughs> just saying. in. It's a way better topping than an avocado. So, uh, Eric, not to get too far down this rabbit hole, but what is your pit removal technique for an avocado? I, I, I slice the avocado just in half. I take the it. two sides and then I then I take my paring knife and I just poke the pit and then I pry it out. Mm. But I poked the pit. Somebody said something. I looked up and went right yeah. underneath the pit, right into my palm. Rookie move. Yeah, it was. I felt like such a. You literally I, shoved the knife straight into your palm. Is that I what you're did, saying? I did, and I felt like this is such a millennial injury. Like it is. Did you come almost on. lose your California citizenship? That's yeah, like a almost. Big offense. <laughs> but we got we got to the urgent care, and the registering nurse looks at me. He looks at the hand. He says, "You know, it's it's pretty good. It'll need stitches." He said, "Listen, here's the thing." 
your ancestors are looking down on you with pride at the battle wound that you've sustained. And I'm <laughs> ouch. <laughs> Just wow, kinda... you can instantly you instantly knew this man was trolling you right to your <laughs> he was big trolling. dumb face. <laughs> you cut yourself opening an avocado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your ancestors settled this country in a wagon and you're here because <laughs> you lost to an avocado. <laughs> but How dare you, sir? So no Valhalla for in, me. Right? Your wife made you go in. It was against your will, right? No, I you, you totally you wanted know, to walk it off. My wife looked at it. We we cleaned it. I don't like looking at my own wounds. I said, look at it. My sister looked at it. My wife looked at it. They both said, Yeah, probably needs stitches. You should go to the uh, the the urgent care. I said, All right. Your sister and your wife or your mother and daughter busy? Come on. No, my mother are running your life, Eric. My mother was in the other room. My daughter wagged her finger at me. She's like, no more avocados. That tracks. Okay, good. So well, know, at least your whole family was there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I had all the women in my life uh, yeah, telling awesome. me what I should have done, giving me a lecture about avocados. Hey, I wish the nurse had known that. I'd love to hear his feedback on that situation. <laughs> but in other better news, my uh, my son has taken up Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he's absolutely loving it. Even though he doesn't know anything about it, he is getting out there on the mat and, like, grabbing kids by the lapels and just doing everything he can to get them on the ground and then instantly getting submitted. But he doesn't care, which is the best part of it, right? He's just in it. It sounds like bully That's training. So cool. But he's learned a couple moves. The first day he learned a move where you – so he's he picking grabbed, fights and losing them, but he's really happy about it. Yeah, because he knows <laughs> okay, he will good. get better. No uh, worries about practice. He, yeah. he, you know, you get a guy's arm down, and then you put your arm underneath his arm and grab your own wrist. And of course, if you do this move and pull up, you can dislocate their shoulder. That was the first move oh, they taught him. I'm yeah. Like that's that's amazing. But he's been arm barred. He's been choked out. Like he has learned tap tap tap. And uh, he's learned that so he's everyone respects that. Learns how to tap. Yeah, but I, you know he's he's learned the respect needed on the mat. He's learned uh, that every time you're done with rolling with somebody, it's a high five and a handshake, and, and those things are. I'm thrilled about that because he just keeps That's wanting awesome. going. He wants to go back. So, man, so he's why all signed up. Gee, Eric, why don't you jump out there and? Show them how to party. I was talking to one of the dads, and uh, and and I said, "Do you do this?" He said, "No, no, 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 no." He's like, uh, "There's too many too many people our age who go out there, and then you don't see them for three months. They come back and, and they say, uh, yeah, I had I had a back issue. <laughs> I already have back issues. I don't need to jump in there, and I'm just going to watch." You know, what you said there about, you know, the respect and that sort of thing. It was, you know, I took Taekwondo for six years when I was a kid and it was awesome. And a big part of why it was so good is like what you just described. I mean, it's good to learn how to defend yourself. That's good for a lot of reasons, but the respect and after you spar, you know, doing the the good game and, and bowing and saying, you know, good match and stuff like that. That's an important thing. Those are, you can't, those are things you have to practice. And if you aren't going to play team sports or whatever, you got to find some other outlet mm-hmm. to do that. And I think that's awesome that he's getting to do that. One of the best things about it is everybody at some time in their life has been knocked 
knocked on their back. They've been knocked down by somebody. Somebody shoved them. They've fallen on their back. And if that's the first time that happens to you in a fight, it is shocking. It is startling. You don't know what to do. But knowing that he's going to have spent hours and hours and hours willingly being shoved to the ground and then having to find a way out of it makes me feel better. Right. He's going to know, oh, I've been here before. I, I know what I can do. I can yeah. keep somebody somebody off me. I can keep my guard up. I can I can just wrap my legs around them and grab them by their shirt and put them where I want them to be. Like I like that. Yeah. And he won't have and, to go to the ER for a, a Yeah, he'll probably be better at cutting his eyes. Yeah, he'll just he's like, Dad, yeah. you just you just squeeze it and it pops right out. <laughs> but it, it's cool too because the 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 other kids who are have been doing this for a while they'll roll with him and it's very technical so they'll walk him through what they they'll tell him do this put your hand here and then do this now pull and you'll see what you can do so people that know their level because they're like gray and yellow belts whatever belts they have he's a he's a white belt um they know they, to try to walk him through what they're doing and what they want, they think he should do next. It's a very cooperative thing when you're practicing. Interesting. And I don't even see that like when I coach basketball. I don't see players uh, in a scrimmage helping the defense who's defending against them say, hey, you should shift over like we've talked about. They just want to win. So, yeah. It's a very different feel in that gym. So I'm glad we went there. Cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, Cobra Kai is not for everybody, Eric. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it. No, but you've seen Karate Kid. You know what I'm talking about. It's been a while. Get some homework. Go watch Cobra Kai. It's a good show. I actually think we need Uh, to watch uh, Gremlins first. What? Is there a new Gremlins? No, in this household, my children. Oh, so you want to hit them with Gremlins and then strike first, strike Karate hard, key. no mercy. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. It's been a while for me. Is all I'm saying. No, that's cool. Uh, real quick, uh, in uh, my neck of the woods. So my daughter uh, had her first soccer season and it wasn't much of a season. It was basically two weeks of practice. And then they did a jamboree where they played four games in one day, but (laughs) we're like, well, let's try it. Let's see if you like it. And she's really good. Like she's one of the smaller kids out there, but she took to it, you know, and it was awesome seeing her. Like you talk about that first time you get hit. And during practice, a couple of times, she took some to the face and like one right into the gut and knocked the wind out of her. And she was like doubled over, but she's like, thumbs up. I got it. We're okay. And so she walked it off. And then in the games, man, like watching her play, like she was attacking the ball. And where so many kids, their first instinct in soccer is to back away. They just keep backing away, hoping the ball rolls to them. She was like running up and challenging. Um, you know, the opponent who had the ball and trying to take it away or intercept the pass. And she had a really sweet steal and she turned that into a nice assist, um, which actually saved that, that particular game. We didn't lose that game because of that steal. It was like, right as the clock was winding down. Um, So it was awesome to see. But then my son, 
who's also in his first soccer season. And they play every Saturday. Each day, each game is like progress, like he's getting better. But it's still halfway through the game this Saturday. Some seagulls flew overhead, and that got his attention. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was real hard. And not just him. There's a lot of the boys. Well, look at the seagulls. And like, Even the referee is minutes, like, that's that's pretty neat, guys. Five minutes the game was basically just bird watching until we could kind of corral them all back to focus. Uh, man, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. But he's doing it. It's so fun, though, because, like, he plays, and uh, – he gets this like after the game, he's like, that was so fun. Like, I really like soccer. And like, he doesn't really understand what's happening, but he's really happy about it. And it's kind of cool <laughs> to see, um, you know, cause it's a first for him. It's his first team sport. And so we didn't know how it was going to go. And uh, it's been, it's been really cool to, to see him kind of grow in that as well. What is it about kids sports, man? It is just the greatest thing to watch, whether they're, you know, experience at it and really good at it or it's their first time it's so cool to witness that through the eyes of your kids you know you mm -hmm. just you see sides of them on the field on the court whatever that you don't see just every day that's that's really cool jake yeah and then you get to deal with their parents Ugh. oh that's yeah that's the other i mean that's more of an issue with you jeff i mean unfortunately isn't that what you said you said usually the coaches are fine the players are fine it's the parents that throw have the issue with your calls. Yeah, the players are always fine. The coaches get latitude because that's their job. But yeah, the parents and the fans are the worst because they don't even know the rules. Yep. Oh, well, hey, there's some leagues where the coaches don't know the rules. So yeah, I saw true. plenty of that this year. Yeah. Yep, that's true. All right, with you, let's get into this. Uh, our final. I mean, there's a topic teams. right there. I could. Talking about people who don't know the rules of sports. Okay. Well, that'll be a whole other episode. We wouldn't get to this bracket. So I know we are, have our final eight bros, uh, bromances, and uh, we'll do those questions. See who the greatest bromance of them all is. Uh, starting off, Eric, I see you have Alexander and Hephaestion versus Obi-Wan and Anakin. So starting off our, our round eight, we got a, a one seed and a two seed here. Let's get some Let's questions. Get some heavyweights. <clears throat> All right. Some questions to do this. Which ones would you rather go to Thanksgiving with? So these guys are hosting Thanksgiving dinner. Alexander and Hephaestion, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Obviously, they don't understand the story of the pilgrims. Neither of these guys do. But which one would you rather go to Thanksgiving with? Who would, who would have a better spread? You'd enjoy watching Thanksgiving football with more cutting the turkey. I, 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 I could see Alexander and Hephaestion being able to relax, maybe, you know, eat seven or eight meals, puke them up into the into the bucket with the feather uh -huh. and just really, you know, get into the whole spirit of Thanksgiving. I'd have fun explaining the rules of American football. Um, I love me Obi-Wan and some Anakin, but. I don't see Thanksgiving translating to a galaxy far away a long time ago. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with that. And then, okay. you know, if it's uh, if it's if it's Anakin late in life, I I, I don't want to watch Vader try to eat turkey or gravy or anything. That's that's just sad. <laughs> He's gonna take his mask off. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. Oh goodness! I, I I agree with you, Jeff. Um, I think Obi Wan and Anakin might get into 
clearly Federation politics at the table. They're going to get into Jedi religion. And those are apparently the two no-no topics at the Thanksgiving table. Alexander okay. and Havison are just going to – it's going to be a good time. Yeah, they're just going to shut it off and go full gluttony. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, even if they talk about politics, it's going to be them talking about the empire they own. Like <laughs> – Yeah. <laughs> not, oh, Naboo is getting weird again. We better go deal with that. It's going to be like, hey, wasn't that awesome when we conquered Persia? That was fun. Like – you know what, though? I'm I'm going to disagree because there are few things in this world that are better than just watching a fight that has nothing to do with you and just looking <laughs> at it from a distance. You know, if okay. you're out and about and, you know, there's a fender bender or somebody. I was at the grocery store the other day and this guy just yelling, screaming, flipping everybody off. And it was over. A, I didn't see him in the parking lot. And I I stopped. I didn't say a word. I just stopped and smiled, and I was so entertained by it. Um, that's part of that's <laughs> part of Thanksgiving, man. It's just watching the arguing, stepping back, and soaking it in. So Vader, to <laughs> <laughs> be a short argument. You overcooked the turkey again, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the turkey carving would be pretty awesome with a lightsaber. For the last, no doubt time. about that. But mm, fair. All right, it's one cauterize all the juices. Yeah, that's true. It, I mean, no plan is perfect here. That's okay. Uh, next question. Uh, which one's pyramid scheme would you buy into? And I say this having been the victim of several pyramid <laughs> schemes. Which uh, which one would you rather? Obi-Wan and Anakin or uh, Alexander and Hephaestion? Oh, I'm definitely buying into Anakin and Obi-Wan pyramid scheme. Um, I already know it's going to be Anakin. He's going to be pumping it. He's already been hit up by Palpatine. He's been yeah. offered a top spot. He needs a couple legs in his triangle. Um, yep. the Sith famously have the rule of two so that you can't, I can't have another Sith. You gotta board, have two legs. You gotta have two legs. And those two legs have to have two legs. That's right. I so anyhow, I don't see Alexander sharing his multi-level marketing empire to any significant, I mean, Alexander's is, it's only going to benefit him, it, you know, mm -hmm. which they all do. Of course, of course. But Alexander is going to be much more transparent in this. I yeah, I'm going for Obi Wan and Anakin. It's, I, I don't think Obi Wan's even involved. But it's, it's not it's a pyramid scheme. Yes, it is, Michael. Look at the shape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so I have a question about this. Am I sure. am I buying in because I want a piece of the action and I I have delusions of grandeur here that I'm going to get rich. Let's say Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, they invite you over to their cubicle at Coruscant and say they're, they're st they start slinging P90X to you saying if you get the if you get your two legs and then you can you can basically you can pay for your supplements if you just get your two legs. Oh, my Cameron, goodness. And then they get two legs and you don't have to pay for anything. And Obi-Wan's like, you know, it's really true. Uh, and the supplements are great. They help your midichlorian count. I don't know. That, that's you know, what I'm talking about. So they got you. Yeah, this is this is a good description. So I I might just do it. I might.
buy-in for Alexander and Hephaestion because they seem like nice guys. I don't want to help them out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm friends with them. I don't really care about it, but sure, I'll buy into your into your pyramid scheme. You'd go to that Tupperware party and uh, I think so. Get, get the starter pack support for my buddies. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so that's Anakin. Alexander. No, no, I'd go to Alexander. Sorry, Eric, you. I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, I don't, there's not many pyramid schemes that I buy into. Uh, there's one that I did. Um, I mean, you have two of the most powerful force users in the history of the universe and Alexander and Hephaestion who conquered almost all of the known world. You know, that's these a good point. Pretty, yeah, of course you won into this pyramid scheme. These I are mean, pretty good, two good pyramids to be schemed into. Yeah, they're literally, the, I mean, Obi-Wan's the greatest salesman in the history of film. So, yeah. I, I have to go with Obi-Wan and Anakin because their their pyramid lasted longer than Alexander's. So, okay, I'm just basing it on the numbers. Eric's going for the residuals. Okay. Yeah. Get that passive income. I like it. Yep. That's good. Mailbox money. <laughs> so I'm going to invest in one of those Death Stars. Hopefully that'll have a good return. The third one's going to make it. The third one's going to be it's foolproof, guys. We built it on a swamp and it sank into the swamp. There's built only one. one. Ex- there's only one exhaust port this time. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm torn know, between right? two questions here. Um. I like that. I think this one fits these, this matchup. Uh, who would you vote for in a presidential election and who is the VP and POTUS? Obi-Wan and Anakin on the one ticket or Alexander and Hephaestion. Jeff walked away. He can't even. Oh, he's got his. <laughs> I guess we have our answer from Jeff. Yeah, we're 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 making the galaxy great again. All right, <laughs> the order. All right, one for Obi Wan and Anakin. This is post Order sixty six, clearly. Cameron, so I'm 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 pulling a Jeff right now, and I'm just googling Obi Wan, and a young Obi Wan looks presidential. I mean, I it's you and McGregor. He's. He's got a good face, you know, and and or, or, or the Obi Wan, the 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 cartoon Obi Wan from Clone Wars. That is the cleanest beard. That is, I would vote for that That's guy for tight. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he I mean, uses beard go, wax. You can tell. People vote with their gut. You know, they don't care about the issues. And that guy's got a good face. He looks presidential. Anakin, you know, a little little bit of a wild card um, waiting in the wings. So he's my. So team. is. Is Obi-Wan to George Bush as Anakin is to Dick Cheney here? The, you know, one's the warmongering yeah. vice president. The other one's well the, the pretty face. Yeah, well said. Okay. Somebody's, somebody's got to be able to talk and somebody's got to be the, you know, the, the crazy one. <laughs> I like it. Eric, not that it matters. Do you have a different vote? I, I think I would go with uh, everything these guys have said regarding Obi-Wan and Anakin are true and are good reasons. But Obi-Wan certainly thinks he's right all of the time 
Mm-hmm. He's the kind From a certain of, point of view. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I care for that as a president. Alexander seems like he wouldn't wouldn't care too much most of the time. And that is kind of how I like my presidents. So Which worked party, out really well when he died. The the Empire lasted yeah, pretty Yeah, it's that's how time. I roll. Okay. So he's gonna hit a three to cut the lead to forty two. Okay. <laughs> but Obi Wan and Anakin move Make on. It look better in the box score. Yep. All right. Uh, our next matchup is John Friggin Madden and mm. Pat Bill Brasky Summerall versus Henry VIII and Thomas More. I don't even know why I'm asking the questions because it, I think we know who's going to win here. Wait, hey, but, but before we start, guys, just Google the game. A young John Madden. Just, I just need that image in your minds as we enter into this. I believe the term is fate accompli. Is it like his uh, when he was playing that? Yeah, I'm looking at him in a uniform right now. and Playing or a young like coach? He, yeah. He's got the short hair when he was playing. The young coach, he's got the uh, kind of the longer hair. He's, he's yelling at a ref in one of these. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, like a, a real Chris Farley kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay, anyhow, even, carry even on. Got his face. These are good. They're good pictures. Yeah. Okay. All right, because I think neither of these groups are suited to this question. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit tougher to answer. Uh, which pair would beat Derek Zoolander and Hansel in a model walk-off? Madden and Summerall Ooh. or Henry VIII and Thomas More? Uh, it's going to be Henry VIII. What? Ta- for a walk-off? Yeah. Fashion? Henry VIII was very fashionable. Okay. Not saying Madden wasn't, but his hair can't carry the whole you thing, don't know, You don't know the style of the day. What if they're doing derelict? <laughs> derelict. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, we don't know what Mugatu's got going on. <laughs> And a young Henry VIII did cut quite the figure. He was very fit in his early days before he expanded. Okay, so one for Henry VIII and Thomas More. Jeff Cameron. You know what? I'm I'll go Henry VIII and Thomas More. I you know young John Madden is a lot of things, but yeah, anything to do with fashion, he's zero. He's an F minus on all those. He carried on personality alone. We get it. I'm, I'm he would listen to his that. friend Billy Zane and not do the yeah, walk off. all right now. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be Henry VIII and Thomas More. Um, okay, just just tough matchup, T- tough question for Madden and Summerall there. It is a tough one. That is a tough one. All right, next question here. Uh, I'll tell you who I okay Um, which one would win no I don't like that question Uh, (laughs) who would you who would you loan your car to so Henry VIII and Thomas Moore come up to you and say hey man I need your car Uh, I gotta go and 
go to work or whatever. I don't know what your their excuse is. Or Madden and Summerall. Which one There's a zero percent chance Henry VIII and Thomas More know how to drive my car. I'm giving it to Madden all day long. I think that's a pretty sound argument. Okay. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Now, if I worked at the rental counter and I could talk him into the insurance, maybe I'd give it to him just for entertainment value. But my car, no. Yeah, I feel like Madden. Madden didn't want to fly anywhere. He probably could drive. You're right. He was afraid well. of flying. He could he always took a bus, sports car. You know, he <clears throat> and obviously was in an era where you know you drove everywhere. Henry the Eighth, Thomas More, even even with you know lots of coaching and that kind of thing you're gonna have to introduce this is a chariot but it doesn't have horses attached to it well there's a good chance you'll you'll find some lady's head chopped off in the back seat knowing henry the eighth like there's not Uh, he never did the work himself i mean (laughs) give the guy a break (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm getting what's this serial killer it's not the craziest notion (laughs) yeah yeah i uh, john uh, Madden and Summerall, you know, they're they're not going to take the car. It's not going to be clean when they return it. It's not going to be vacuumed and smell great and all that. But it's going to be in one piece. So interestingly, I think there's an equal chance that you would find a half chewed turkey leg in both cars. (laughs) (laughs) Just just turducken. I think turducken leg. Turducken would be in both cars. That's all. All so right, what's so your vote, Cameron? Summerall, Cameron? Yeah, Madden and Summerall. I, I think that fits the bill, too. I'm going with Madden right. and Summerall. All knotted up. Uh, which ones do you think would be more likely to pick up the tab at the bar? Drinks are on them. Hmm. Man in Summerall or Henry VIII and Thomas More? I have my inkling. He's a king. I mean, he's Henry VIII. He was renowned as a partier and a, um, you know, rabble rouser, if you will. Um, It's got to be. Just because they're king doesn't mean they're generous. Yeah, but I mean. It's it's nothing to him. All he's got to do, hey, buy this guy a drink. Get this guy. You know, the more money someone has, in my experience, the less they understand the value of picking up a bar tab. Huh? Yeah, he's got he's got more money than God. It's it's Henry. Um, Thomas is probably going to be not very excited about it given his no because thomas would be like why didn't you give that to the church henry yeah that's what thomas more would do they might they might get into a little Ooh, i'm second guessing this they're gonna get into a tiff they're gonna agree to disagree that might lead to a big fight i'm i'm flipping i'm going uh mad in summerall okay okay i'm going henry the eighth and thomas more because henry the eighth lived a little quite a bit more lavishly than john madden did John Madden was, uh, you know, had plenty of money, but lived modestly. So I think Henry VIII is more likely to do that and, and make it a show. That's going to be part of it. For sure. Okay. Jeff, it's all down to you. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard Madden pick up a tab on the air at least once. <laughs> so <laughs> I've definitely heard him intoxicated on the program, but I'm pretty sure I said, no, 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 put that on my tab. So I'm 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 going Madden in some role. He personally bought every turducken at Thanksgiving. Yeah, he picked up a tab for like section four oh eight at the at the Coliseum one time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. All right. I like it. Madden and Summerall moving on, knocking out Henry VIII and Thomas More. Closer than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So do we have do we have a finalist now, Jake? I didn't see the bracket there. No. Well, no, we've, now we've it's got between semifinal Summerall versus Obi Wan and Anakin. Okay. You ready for that, which, Jeff? Which stuff. I think last episode is what we predicted was going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Eric. Good question. <laughs> All right. So Maverick and Goose and Jefferson and Adams. This is a classic matchup. Yeah, this is yeah, beautiful. This is, this is going to be a good one. Okay. Uh, you know what might actually make would make this uh, almost a better matchup. Is if it was Maverick and Iceman, ooh, that would be very uh, equatable, or, or, or you know, that would fit the bill a little been, bit better. This would have been really good to know, like movie. four episodes ago, Eric. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Okay, just now realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Who's thirty for thirty? Would you rather watch Maverick and Goose or Jefferson and Adams? Not close. It's Maverick and Goose. You know, you want really the, not close. Yeah, not close. Are what? You kidding me? It's it's no. I'm not kidding. They you. were on an unbelievable <laughs> trajectory. What could have been with Maverick and Goose? The best stories are the what could have been. They were awesome. They flamed out early, and oh my gosh, they could have been. Yeah, and and yeah, and, same. <laughs> And, and I think to Cameron's point, 30 for 30 always has some sort of sports theme. Yeah, I mean, okay, 30 for 30, where are they now? I don't know, just some sort of like. Well, you can't yeah. just go all of a sudden now it's like VH1. Behind, behind the music, behind, behind the Constitution. The sports. The, the, yes. Constitution was the whole 30, 30 for 30. 30, the whole 30 for 30 will be on that one volleyball game Maverick and Goose had. It'll be great. Alone. I understand. That'll be fine. Listen, uh, taking off the shirts was not my idea. That was totally <laughs> Mavericks. And it really spoiled our friendship. <laughs> I feel like Goose and Mav have done lots of intramural sports. I'm 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 going Goose and Mav also. I just don't see Jefferson and Adams making any sort of compelling I don't know, unless they pass some Title One legislation, whatever that would have been, like yeah. Sports shall be allowed. The end. So, if okay. it wasn't a thirty Eric. for thirty, Eric, you know, if it was behind the music or something like that, yeah, sure. But thirty for thirty, it's it's. But Jake's the one who Jake said it. It's it's in that just in that thread of of kind of uh, documentary real life stories, not necessarily thirty for thirty. I got to go with my gut. He said thirty for thirty. Yeah, I form my opinion instantly. Head. No, I am what I except am. there's probably going to be a good chance that these guys like did a bunch of Greco-Roman wrestling in between sessions for the Declaration of Independence. That's fine. <laughs> I think the drama of Jefferson and Adams makes for a better 
30 for 30 style documentary. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, you got everyone gets a vote. This is America, Eric. <laughs> thanks to Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Exactly. And, right. Hey, cheers, thanks to gentlemen. Goose. Maverick and Goose swore to protect that constitution. Let's not forget. Let's yep, not forget, true. sir. From unnamed faceless <laughs> enemy, sir. <laughs> it was the Russians. Goose only ever fought we the Russians. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, who would be a better guest on the Joe Rogan experience? <laughs> Oh, first of all, great question. Yeah. There's no doubt it's Jefferson and Adams because, you know, Rogan is going to get a little bit high and he's going to start asking about the slave ladies. And we're going to get into some stuff that that maybe Jefferson doesn't want to talk about. But Howard Stern and Joe Rogan can make anybody talk about anything. And Mm -hmm. and then we're going to get a little behind the scenes action on what was going down. Well, and and another thing is that Joe Rogan, they'll like say something like, yeah, so when we wrote the Declaration of Independence, they'll be like, whoa, you wrote that? Wow. Tell me more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, so um, we're going to go back to AI real quick. Um, somebody did a, an AI interview of Joe Rogan and Sam Altman, who... Was it Sam Altman? Yeah, from OpenAI. And so they – I don't know because he did interview Sam Altman, right? No, he's never interviewed him. Okay, yeah, he's never – so they did that. So somebody should do this. Somebody should do – have Jefferson and Adams interviewed by Joe Rogan. The problem is there's no audio of Jefferson and Adams. That's what happened is the AI mined all that audio of Rogan and it mined audio of Sam Altman in interviews. So give it somebody else's voice. That's fine. We have all the text. We have enough. uh, The actors from um, the actors from John Adams. What was John Adams? Just have their voices. So Paul Giamatti and uh, whoever played (laughs) Thomas Jefferson. That would be fantastic. So if by chance, whoever knows how to do that comes across this particular episode. I think it's just an app. I think we can download a free app and do it yourself. That would be amazing. Who voted already? Because I'm going Jefferson and Adams as well. No, I also voted Jefferson and Adams. So Cameron? So I think it's on to Cameron. Jefferson and Adams. It's, uh, yeah, what you guys say. All right. The best part is that if he could get John Adams just a little high and get that grump to loosen up, that'd be brilliant. Jefferson I'm sure would get very introspective and he might come to the conclusion during the podcast that he should free his slaves. Spilled all the tea on George Washington and be like, Oh, son of a, and they just (laughs) go off. (laughs) That's when it would get really good. And, and let's be awesome. As awesome, or let's be honest, as awesome as no, Goose and no, Maverick we should be are, awesome. As, as awesome as they are, they have nothing of value in a three-hour podcast. Like, what are they going to talk about that anybody <laughs> yeah. cares about? U- UFOs they've seen? That's it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they'd have good stories, for sure. But yeah. Joe Rogan gets really philosophical. And mm-hmm. Jefferson Adams are right down that <clears throat> Yeah, there's no doubt. Like, like in real life, if I could pick one of those to hear, 
absolutely it's Jefferson. First Matt. of all, he he would interview both of these. Yeah, but oh yeah, he would. There's there's only one that I would certainly pick to listen to. I, I'd listen to both, but one I mean, over knowing, the other, it's going to be Jefferson Adams. Yeah. yeah, knowing knowing Joe Rogan, he would have mixed it up, and it'd be Jefferson and Goose and uh, Maverick and Adams on separate days. It'd be, and I would still listen. Would, you know, he rarely really he rarely has more than one guest at a time. Mm-hmm. Like that's something he tries to avoid. I think he'd make an exception. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I I think he would. I would. All right. All right. Next question. Which ones would throw a better birthday surprise party for you? Thomas Jefferson and John Adams or Maverick and Goose? Hmm. Um, my brain's telling me to go to things that Eric's going to have to edit out. So I'm just going to say Maverick and Goose. <laughs> I think Maverick and Goose could show up. Okay. Uh, I think they'll bring chicks. They'll bring a PA. We'll all be doing karaoke. Um, you never close your eyes. It'll be awesome. So they'll bring bags of sand for the volleyball court. <laughs> bags of sand. You had me at bags of sand, Eric. Bags yeah. of sand. 40 year old virgin, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know the reference. Well, that was we'll, a we'll, perfect reference. Yeah, we'll go over we'll that later. The joke's definitely on yeah. you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Bags of sand. All right. Where am I going to watch this tonight? Me so horny. Me so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> before yeah, before, before, it, <laughs> before Eric and Cameron vote, just okay. <laughs> That's definitely a, a TikTok short. Just call it bags yeah. of sand. That's all we need. <laughs> Should I just go ahead okay. and do that and then watch the movie after? <laughs> yeah. Bags of sand. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good it's movie. A it's worth the watch. And Bags of Sand comes at about 15 minutes in. You, it's totally worth it. It's at the poker table. Yeah, you'll yeah. recognize it immediately. Yeah, you'll know it in a minute. You, ah, Bags of Sand. Um, so before Cameron and Eric vote, it is Jefferson was known for throwing really big and really good ostentatious parties. So I think. Goose yeah. is kind of a fuddy-duddy in this question, and I think Adams is kind of a fuddy-duddy. I think Maverick and Jefferson are carrying the weight here um, for this question. But so anyway, that's all. Yeah, I when I break it down, I think about venue. All right, what's uh, Maverick and Goose going to do? Um, a bar on the beach. What's Jefferson and Adams going to do? Something at Monticello, Monticello. is going to be very nice, very very fancy servants, that whole thing. Um, Not servants, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Jefferson is is going to be entertaining. He's going to be funny. He's a Renaissance man, you know. But I don't know what Adams necessarily brings to that party. Goose, you know, it, like like Jake said, Maverick versus uh, Jefferson. Goose versus Adams. Goose is so 
unflinchingly loyal, he's going to be talking me up the whole time. He's going to be talking about how great I am and, hey, you know, it's Cameron's birthday. And thanks for coming out. Um, Goose may not be the life of the party, but I think he's going to just be very complimentary of, of me and uh, making sure that I have a good night. So that's why I'm going Maverick and Goose. Okay. That's a good point. It is interesting though. I will say with John Adams, I think he gets the short end of the stick and uh, on this question, a lot of times because of, you know, people always compare him to Jefferson or Washington, but John Adams was also on that committee of five that helped write the declaration of independence. And originally they wanted him to, but Adams said, no, you need to have Jefferson be the principal author of the declaration of independence um and so, all that to say i think he would not be jefferson he would not be up front and center but he would be there in a supporting role to make sure everything kind of functioned and ran smoothly um if this party was happening hmm. okay eric it's all on you maverick and goose or jefferson and adams which one moves on i don't want to uh you don't oh my pick? gosh yeah, this is tough. And go flip a Canadian <clears throat> quarter and tell you. It's got a goose on it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the idea of a big party thrown in my honor at Monticello up until the point it that it's, you know, utilizes slave labor to make it happen. Um, I think... <clears throat> Maverick and Goose throwing me a surprise party. It's for me. So I'm going okay. Maverick and Goose. I like Good that. Man, all right. Tight matchups. Every Maverick every and Goose tonight. This is, been this really is where it, this is where it gets. Yep. Close. Harry and Lloyd versus Han and Chewie. Oh, which, God. This is going to be tough. Hold up. Han and Chewie was wanna... a six seed? I wow. was just going to say that. That's so crazy. We, we well, have. I, I, I think a lot we of added them late. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty strong bracket. I got the Wolf Pack was in there. So, yeah, Han and Chewie might be a six seed. Wow. Okay. Uh, which one would you rather go on a Ferris Bueller's Day Off with? Harry and Lloyd or Han and Chewie? Oh. Hmm. Oh, Dang. well, for me, it's it's definitely a Harry and Lloyd. I'm If I'm playing hooky one day out of school, I mean, Han's kind of an ass, and Chewie just does whatever Han says. You don't want to fly the, Flint, the Millennium Falcon around Chicago? No. No, no? I want to... I want to get into the nightmare. hijinks with it Harry might, and Lloyd. It might get shot down, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow I'd rather be in the shagging wagon and start the day there and see what happens. Um, Han and Chewie have a hyperdrive. Harry and Lloyd will trade everything for uh, something that gets 70 miles to the gallon. So, um, But, yeah, I got to go Harry and Lloyd. It's going to be more fun, I think. Okay, Cameron or Eric? I I have lived the you know harry and lloyd before they left providence you know and they had nothing to come back to and their apartment was just junky and terrible and they had the worm farm and 
Um, I've lived in those pretty similar conditions. Um, I like the idea of going around Chicago and the Millennium Falcon. So, um, yeah, chalk it up to that. That's okay. fair. I think Han and Chewie are going to find more trouble than I'm up for dealing with. Mm. And so I, I got to go. eight foot tall Wookiee is going to get into trouble in the middle of Chicago? Yes. I don't know. It's he's gonna cut. I'm just saying they always get themselves into sticky situations, you know, with an entire empire, with entire starships. You know, Harry Lloyd, Harry and Lloyd run into like a guy they think is a mobster. Uh, Harry and Lloyd, yeah, and, and Han and Chewie end up in a cantina in Moss Eisley. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy, Eric. So Harry and Lloyd seems like the best bet here. Okay. Go with it. All right. Harry and Lloyd, the one seed jumps off to a two to one lead. Which ones would you rather have as your roommates? Oh man. Have we answered this about Han and Chewie before? I think we have, but I think it was a different scenario i think this is a lot closer than it was in the previous round this is tough i don't see chewy he's for sure snores when he he's going to be a loud sleeper um no way am i sharing a bathroom with with chewy um han (laughs) just seems like he'd be pissed all the time just angry you know hey pay me your rent or Hey, rent's due. Give me your check. Give me your, you know, uh, he's going to be the guy that um, writes his name on the ketchup and writes his name on the mustard. Um, I don't want to deal with Han and Chewie, Harry and Lloyd. I've done that before. Like I said, I won't have to clean anything if I live with Harry and Lloyd. Um, That's true. Yeah. Wait, wait, why? Wait, what's the, what's the logic there? If I don't have to, if they're not going to clean. I'm not going to clean. Obviously, they live in filthy. I see. Okay. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. I had uh, a roommate once. Um, I had a, a guy I lived with named Derek Krautstrunk, and he was the worst roommate in the world. He was a ton of fun at bars and on the ski area and all that. But living with Derek was pure hell. And I'm pretty sure that that's comparable to living with Harry and Lloyd. I've definitely got to go Han and Chewie on this. Um, Again, yeah, Han's a bit of a dick and Chewie sheds probably. And there's problems there. But um, I don't know. Say we were the Millennium Millennium Falcon was pretty tidy. I don't remember it being messy. So it was pretty clean. (laughs) It was. It was as clean as anything else in Star Wars that the Empire didn't own. The Empire stuff was spotless, but now if we're talking about the Winnebago in Spaceballs with Lone Star, that was pretty messy. But yeah, it was. But anyhow, no, I'm 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 definitely going Han and Chewie here. Does that put us at four to two? I believe so. No, I haven't voted yet. I'm going with Han and Chewie because the Millennium Falcon has more square footage than uh, Harry and Lloyd's apartment. And uh, Chewie's got to be hypoallergenic, so. You're right. I've never seen anybody sneeze around Chewie. It's a good point. That dander is no issue. 
All right, all knotted up. Uh, who would you rather have sell your house? Gosh, I thought that was going a different direction. Where did you think it was going? Well, it's just who would you rather have? And then you said sell. Suck your. Is that what you're going to say, Eric? No. <laughs> How dare you, sir? No. Would you rather have suck your house, Eric? This <laughs> <laughs> is a family programming. Come on. I don't even think you even have to edit that. I think we can keep that. I think we're clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sell my house. Yeah. As if you wanted, you were going to sell your house. You're like, hey, buddy, can you sell my house for you? I'm like, hey, you did that. I know. That's where the question came from. No. So, so I, mean, okay, which- I, I love the question. But first of all, what are the chances of any of the four of these guys having a real estate <laughs> license? That's extremely low. <laughs> And in, well, neither, in neither case do I think you're going to get top dollar or be really happy with what happens. I mean, Having Han Solo that, is in sales of a sort, right? So might have been something he picked up along the way. Picked up his his California realtor's license? Yeah, just because, you know, it helped with... run? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, but he's not good at living up to his obligations. I mean, just, I mean, his relationship with There's a good chance you would alone. sell your house and take the money and run. Bingo. I mean, there's a good chance Harry and Lloyd might forget you had a house and just drive to Aspen. So Yeah, they'd sell it for a bag of sand equal, or something. Yeah, there's bags of sand. Good offer. <laughs> well So the Maverick and Goose can play beach volleyball with John Adams. You're you're not giving Harry and Lloyd enough credit here. They somehow navigated all across the country, they they pulled off the sea bass trick, which was absolute genius, you know. And these are not a bunch of mental giants that they're tricking, but just good things happen to them. They they had the the beer bottles with the cop. How did they not go to jail for that? You know, they they got out of that somehow. So Harry and Lloyd, they they stumble, they bumble, but one way or another, they get the job done. I don't know. How. Above asking price, probably. Exactly. They're okay. they're gonna sell my house. I'm not gonna ask any questions. I'm just gonna say, go go do it. Sell me a house, and uh, they're gonna pull it off somehow. No comps. House as is. Nothing to fix. Yeah. Take it or leave it. There you go. Okay. So that's one for Harry and Lloyd from Cameron. So puts that um, four. I'm I'm going Harry and Lloyd. I mean, again, I don't like any of these options, but at least you get two humans there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Low bar. You're right. Hans, a, he's a he's a scoundrel by definition. Um, Harry and Lloyd are just stupid. Good things happen to him somehow. Yeah, the uh, Cameron's logic is I I I got nothing better than that. I'm going Harry and Lloyd. All right, Harry and Lloyd yeah. take it. <clears throat> All right, six to three, and they move on where they will play Maverick and Goose. A what nine a seed semifinals. What a final four we have here. Jeez. I'm on this. So we've got our final four. Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Madden and Summerall, and then Maverick and Goose versus Harry and Lloyd. This is a, a powerhouses right here. Let's do it. All right. Obi-Wan and Anakin. Who would you rather cross the Delaware with? 
when I think of crossing the Delaware, you know, Washington has got his chest puffed up and the mm-hmm. USA flag in the background. And it's, it's a majestic, heroic scene. And John um, Madden is in a Raider jacket, right? That's, that's what else you see. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't recall seeing Madden and Summerall really bundled up. You know, maybe maybe they were, but my memory says that they were typically always in the booth. And I'm sure John Madden coached, you know, some cold games in the years. But, you know, he always had the Raider jacket, like you're saying, Jake. Um, Obi-Wan and Anakin, when when you're looking for drama and majestic things are about to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an all time painting. I, I want Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin crossing the Delaware with me. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm on record as being a big fan of a young John Madden, but if we're crossing the Delaware, there's a conflict. Summerall's probably wearing Depends. I need the two Jedi masters on this one. <laughs> okay, it's two for Obi-Wan and Anakin. Eric, you going to... Make it well, a real or you're going to. I am, <clears throat> but my reasoning is a little bit different. You're crossing the Delaware, you're cold, you got your overcoat on. And as soon as they cross, as soon as they get across, you know, Obi-Wan is throwing that cloak off, taking out the lightsaber yeah. and saying, hello there. And so just carves into some Hessians. Yeah. Okay. All right, next question. It's 3-0. Obi-Wan and Anakin storm out to a commanding lead. Oh, where's the question? <laughs> Who would have the better comedy routine? Oh, Madden and Summerall. Yeah. I don't remember Easy. laughing once at Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched a lot of the Clone Wars again. And I mean, they have a lot of like witty banter between each other as they're carving up droids. But that's about as far as it goes. The The best kind of funny is the unintentional funny or the not aware that you're funny. And that was just Madden shtick. He would just say anything. And it was whatever he said was hilarious. And it just came out right. And he never mm-hmm. tried too hard. So, yeah, I was mad in some role was... all day. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, I yeah, it's Madden in Summerall. Okay. There's two bits. So then it's 3-3. Three, three. Uh, there's two bits that Madden had. One of them was when he was talking about a running back. I don't know who it was, but, you know, you have your gaps. So you've got like your A gap, B gap, you know, and C gap. And he, and he changed gap for a hole. He said, yeah, that running back took it right up the A hole. And wild me on Fox News and or on Fox Sports, and uh, Summerall straight as an arrow just didn't didn't blink and just kept going with it. And then the other one, I think it was during like one of the seasons the Giants won the Super Bowls in like '91 or something. And this whole season, every game that he was on, he would talk about the Gatorade the jug of Gatorade. And then all of a sudden there was a smaller jug of Gatorade next to it and said, Oh, so the Gatorade had a baby Gatorade and this whole thing, he's using the little telestrator and all this stuff. (laughs) And it's just hysterical. 
And like he said, it's all unintentional. It's just John Madden being John Madden. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Which one I haven't done with. Uh, which one did you go camping with? Man in Summerall, Obi-Wan and Anakin. And whatever your level of camping you're comfortable with is fine with me. I don't I mean Madden is always traveling the com- country in an RV anyways. Yeah, I don't care if it's glamping or primitive dispersed camping. That's up to you. This is tough. Maybe go some fishing, tell ghost stories. I don't know. I'm I'm going to Obi-Wan and Anakin. There's going to be some level of possibly survival skills could come into into play here. I I don't see Madden and Summerall being okay. Like if that bus runs low on air conditioning, it could be a serious problem (laughs) for those two. Um, I'm going to Obi-Wan and Anakin. If we run low on anything, I like their ability to improvise and make it okay. So hmm. when I when I go camping, um it's about the stories, right? You know, you want to sit around the campfire and yeah. you want to talk. Um and and something about, you know, you're roasting your marshmallow, you're doing all those things. And the following day around the, that night at the campfire, you always end up getting a stick in your hand and you're drawing. Okay, well, here's a map. We're going to go fishing down this way. We're going to follow the creek. And then it kind of hits into another creek and it spreads out. Boom, right there. That's where we're going to go. That's where the fish are. And in the golden era of the Telestrator, John Madden did that better than anybody. You can't make a fishing or hunting plan without drawing in the dirt madden's my guy that is the biggest stretch i've ever seen in this tournament why it just is it's just gonna draw in the dirt and that's why you want him camping i mean You, you gotta you gotta make a plan Camping is there's a tremendous amount of planning that goes into camping. You know, okay, there's no just pl- think about- when we went camping, there was zero plan. It's like, hey, you guys want to just wander in the woods yeah, in the dark true. now that we're drunk? Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was fun. And we needed zero survival skills to do that. We needed <laughs> no also a good point. Somehow we made it through. I don't know how we didn't starve to death because somebody got the bright idea of putting. A we bunch got. Of- raw eggs into a tin can and trying to cook it on that stove it worked and we did it yeah it was it was <laughs> sketchy it's the uh what was it called the the mogion mogion mess, mogion mess. Yep. so okay oh, so think good about that camping experience who would you <laughs> rather have with you in that camping poop for camping a week experience madden and summerall or obi-wan and anakin Oh, Madden and Summerall. Here? They're making it it's fun. Okay. If you're if you're making it by stud party, it's Madden and Summerall. It's gonna be a blast. I didn't say it had to be, you know, some extreme bear hunt. I'm just saying it's camping. However you define camping is up extreme to you. I I trust yeah. Madden to take a bear on. Oh, he'd fight a bear, he'd lose, but it'd be an awesome fight. You're telling me that my commentary was a stretch there, Eric? We're talking about yes. fighting bears now? Yes. I don't know. All right. I said what I said. 
Madden and Summerall <laughs> move on to the finals. Now we've got to figure out our last finalist, Maverick and Goose, or Harry and Lloyd. Man. Could not be two more diametrically. This is like bizarro world, these guys. And I don't know who um, I'm rooting for here either. This is, uh, is going to be yeah. a good one. All right. Uh, try to find one that's uh, relatively close. Okay. I know this may seem <laughs> like a an unfair advantage, but who would you rather sing karaoke with, Maverick and Goose or Harry and Lloyd? And I say this knowing full well that Maverick and Goose saying, you lost that love and feeling. And great balls of fire. And great balls of fire. Hmm. So who's singing with me? Is that what the question is? Yep. Okay. Taking a- no, I, I think our only real shot at knowing what Harry and Lloyd are going to do is their rendition of Mockingbird. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Just just based on that alone, um, I love Harry and Lloyd. They're definitely a one seed, but I, I, I don't <clears throat> see anything good coming from singing karaoke with them. I got to go Maverick and Goose. They have some, they can carry a tune. They know the words. Goose can play the piano. That's definitely the the pick for me. If it's Maverick and Goose, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. If it's Harry Lloyd, I got to be the guy who carries the whole song. Uh, Maverick and Goose will cover for me, thankfully. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. I, I want to be a contrarian here but I can't come up with anything with, with Harry and Lloyd. I mean, they, they might have the, the suits, you know, when they go to the fancy dinner for the snow owl, um, that is quite the get up. Um, the two, the two tuxes, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a song that they would sing. Um, gosh. Radio. Who needs a radio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's got to be Maverick and Goose. Okay, next question. And this one will favor Harry and Lloyd. Which one would you rather go on a cross-country road trip to Aspen with? <laughs> it doesn't have to be Aspen, just a cross-country road trip. does not have to be Aspen. Uh, in, in any you said road trip, so they can't take like an F eighteen. No, they cannot. Yeah, it has to stay on the road. I mean, I guess you can take an F eighteen, but it's got to stay. <laughs> on the They highway. can take an F eighteen. First of all, it's an F fourteen. Yeah, F fourteen for Maverick and Goose. Yeah. My bad. And but then Harry and Lloyd, you're going to end up on that little motorcycle run by a lawnmower engine. So I I don't know which is more ridiculous that you can get a third guy in a. In, in a Tomcat or a third guy on that that motorcycle. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that Harry and Lloyd had sheer joy when they were riding on that little scooter. That's true. That is a, that's a beautiful a picture. There. Frozen snot coming off their face. Love yeah. it. It's a little nippy going through the pass there. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm I'm going Harry and Lloyd. Um, I've been on a lot of road trips in my life, and very rarely do they go as planned, especially the younger and more into mind-altering things. Um, yeah, I, I could see that being a good fit. Uh, Maverick and Goose, I think it's going to be kind of a sterile, very uh, clinical by the books kind of thing. Like they may have a little fun on the way, but they're not going to get into Harry and Lloyd level hijinks. So I'm going Harry and Lloyd. I'm I'm trying to think of a scene where Maverick or Goose do anything other than ride a motorcycle, you know, along the coast. Um. Yeah, they're they're good in the air, not, you know, driving around the highway. Um, might take me longer to go with Harry and Lloyd, but I'm in no hurry. Yeah, I'm going that way too. Okay. All right, it's all knotted up. Last question for these two. Who would win in a tag team wrestling match? Mm-hmm. Harry and Lloyd, Maverick and Goose. There's no doubt that Harry and Lloyd would win a tag team wrestling match <laughs> against Maverick and Goose. Elaborate. Well, they're in, they're impervious to pain. You can't hurt them. They don't yeah. know or care about the rules. They're going to cheat, which is okay in professional wrestling. Um, Maverick is their physical superior, but Goose can't even take his shirt off in a volleyball game. Um, I'm I'm going Harry and Lloyd just on pure X factor alone. Yeah, Harry and Lloyd are like if mankind, the wrestler, was cloned. They you just can't <laughs> predict what's going to happen. <laughs> All right, Eric, Cameron, Harry and Lloyd are about to. One point away from winning this. So Harry and Lloyd, I'm I'm picturing them doing the sword fighting with the canes as they're coming into the uh, the snow. Um, That seems very WWE. Yeah. Um, You know, they they might use some kind of rat poison in their arsenal. You never know. Those matches have a lot of twists and turns. You never know. Maybe they talk somebody into having a sandwich hey how's your burger hell in a Um, cell oh man yeah ladder match yeah maverick and goose would you know they're combat veterans and everything but it's a it's a different world um maverick and goose are are not suited for wwe harry and lloyd they're going to entertain me and they're going to win all right harry and lloyd take it after a tough fight for maverick and goose Mm. All right, Madden and Summerall versus Harry and Lloyd. This is it. All the marbles. Let's go. All them marbles. Which one's uh? Would you rather be stuck in a Philadelphia building in the middle of 1776 to write a Declaration of Independence with? Mm. Harry and Lloyd or Madden and Summerall? Oh, you mean I have a chance to have the Declaration of Independence written with the help of Harry and Lloyd? Yes, you do, sir. 
Absolutely. Or also, yeah, but with you you could you could have something like, uh, you know, King George has used the a hole way too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean you're right. Heaven Madden's I I'm I'm processing this. Whose whose influence do we want? We're, on the we're big creating middle a new country right England. now. Who do yeah, we that, want? If it's Madden Summerall, the declaration the is gonna be twenty five pages long. Um <laughs> it's gonna mention Bratz. And Brett Favre. Yeah, yep. obviously. Yeah, he's but got if it's Lloyd, somehow the most annoying sound in the world is gonna work its way in there. <laughs> Which might be all you need to. Yeah, that, that's true. To govern. <laughs> hey, England, you want to hear the most Breaking annoying up. sound in the world? <laughs> yeah. Revolutionary War, not necessary. They just. <laughs> all right. I. I so we I, got a choice. I, no, I can't go first. Eric, go I've, ahead. I've got a. I've Cameron's got, a got it. All right, so, Cameron. When Lloyd Christmas walks into the bar and sees the. Um, the newspaper clipping we've landed on the moon that's problematic for me he doesn't know his history if he doesn't know when we landed on the moon how is he going to be angry enough at king george to write this thing plus when he's reading the newspaper article he can't word he can't read the word the and then Harry has to jump in and say, oh, that's a tough one, buddy. Duh. So I'm just going to be irritated by Harry and Lloyd. I'm going Madden and Summerall. Okay. Madden and Summerall, first on the board. Uh, they're going to have much They're going to have much better copy on a document of this stature, although it will be goofy as all get out. Okay. Jeff? Go with your heart, man. Listen to your heart. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta go Madden and Summerall. Um, right. The fact that the fact that Lloyd Christmas can't read is tough. Uh, Madden will be drunk, and we're getting a rapidly aging Summerall, much like uh, uh, Joe Biden, who has flashcards and literally has the questions written down ahead of time. So. Um, yeah, this was tough. Yeah, Madden Summerall. Okay, Madden Summerall. Okay, that's good. Wow. Manding lead. Uh, all right, let's look at this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Let's uh, – I'll let you not be constrained to how old they are. Uh, which pair would you like to have any – compete in a triathlon in Mexico with you? Madden and Summerall or Harry and Lloyd? <laughs> and you got to tell me which leg each person is taking. I... So, I mean, if you want, you can pick 80-year-old Summerall, but you don't have to. I mean, that's up to you. Hmm. I, I, I can't conceive of a universe where Madden and Summerall could even finish any leg of a triathlon even a sprint down in Rocky Point. Um, I'm going to swim. I'm going to put, yeah. 
I'm going to put Lloyd on the bike and Harry's going to bring it home with the run. And me and Lloyd are going to be waiting for Harry at the big inflatable beer garden down there on Sandy beach. And you know what, damn it. He might come in last and some of my best friends have, and it was just as beautiful as if they won the whole thing. So definitely going Harry. I got the same medal as everybody else. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you did. They did not at your last place into it on mine it's the same as the one that cameron got i i i literally tell this story at least <laughs> once a month to somebody <laughs> and the last stories. time I, I i remember we're there and they've got the big inflatable you're all finished thing and it's like it's deflating it's, and it's like there's somebody still out there no there's not hang on <laughs> someone's a <laughs> Inflates again, and Jake comes down. You just got off a UFO. <laughs> this way, Jake. Come on. It was funny because you had to go send Steve out to find me like a tracking dog. Go, 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 get, go get Jake. Okay. Yeah, definitely Harry Lloyd in the triathlon. Uh, All right, fantastic. Cameron, I, Eric, I will go to my grave saying that Jake and I were number one and number two of most beer consumed the day before in the field. Oh, yeah. No, we out drank the whole field. That's for sure. If you add up everything else that everybody else in the field drank, it was not as much as Jake and I drank. And then 20 minutes before the race, I split my big toe open, hitting a step, and had to like – Go find right. your about that. Wrap it up. Factors. Yeah. I mean, Harry and Lloyd would definitely participate in the shenanigans the day before. Um, I'm doing the swim. And all I can think of is when he's he's going like this and he's saying, Go like this. It feels like you can run at an incredible rate. And I think it says that. So Lloyd's gonna do the running. Harry, I think, did the majority of the driving on the you know, the little scooter. Um, so yeah, I think we've, we've got a winning team there. That's your biker. Harry's doing the the bike. All right, Eric. Really depends on if I want to feel good about myself or be on a team that might be able to win. Cameron's got some good points with Harry and Lloyd. I think with Harry, Harry doing the bike, Lloyd doing the running, I guess me doing the swimming, but, if it was Madden and Summerall, I could be the guy at the finish line waiting for them to come across. <laughs> That's true. You're going to be waiting all day, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think Harry and Lloyd is the way to go here. All right. Harry and Lloyd, tie it up. Final question. <sighs> here we go. Which friend group would you rather be a part of Madden and Summerall's or Harry and Lloyd's so which bros would you rather be bros with hmm. I think that's a fitting final question for this tournament. I'm, I'm going with Madden and Summerall because I'd at least know what conversation we're having at any given moment really have you watched Madden on TV late in his career I mean did you always know what he was talking about <laughs> I knew it was about football <laughs> So, I again, I think you're being generous. So, yeah, Cameron, um, Jeff, 
I, I think Madden Summerall, it would just be cool to, you know, not only go to the games, but maybe some behind the scenes on how they test the athletes in, in Madden video game every year. I've played a lot of Madden video games during my college. Years. Hold up. Hold up. I'm I'm withdrawing my vote. Just you know. Wow. Okay. Huge. Oh, okay, Cameron. That'll be Carry a controversy. On. Very curious okay. what Eric's going to say, but I, there's been some commotion in the green room there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I Madden and Summerall. That is just a cool friend group. I'd get tickets. I'd get to ride in the bus. I'd like you know be behind the scenes in the Madden video game. Um, there's my answer for sure. All right. So Madden and Summerall are back at four after losing a vote. So I'm going to let Eric continue his, uh, his thought process. And um, I'm going to tee this up for him because I got to go Harry and Lloyd. Um, I don't know. Madden and Summerall. They're a lot older than I was. I don't know. They were fun to listen to, but I don't like yeah, I don't know, like like when Madden would have too much to drink and he'd just go off on tangents, and I'm pretty sure he slept on the floor of that bus a couple times. Um, granted, Harry and Lloyd, they get stranded in the Rockies. It's a mess, but, man, it was fun. I, I've had a lot of road trips, and, again, way more of them were closer to Harry and Lloyd road trips than they were to Madden Summerall trips, so I would roll with those dudes. And right. having said that, Eric, this whole tournament comes down to you right now. So I, uh, my first statement was I, I'd go with Madden and Summerall because I know what they're talking about at any given time. And then I realized, um, yeah, all they're going to be talking about is football. Yeah, Brats and Brett Favre. And, and those are fine things. I don't mind talking about those. But uh, there's a point at which I'm, I'm certain I'm going to be interested in some other topic. And uh, Harry and Lloyd may not be able to stay on the same topic for more than five minutes. But the variety will at least uh, not bore me to death. So, Harry and Lloyd. Harry and Lloyd. The one seed wins it. That is. That was a that was a journey. That was awesome. I mean, the only one that was not close is Maverick and Goose and mm-hmm. versus Harry, Harry and Lloyd and Harry and Lloyd versus Han and Chewie. The others were all five four. I think the right team. That was a good one. You know, when you line them up at the beginning and you say, who are the powerhouse teams? Harry and Lloyd is, I mean, you, you can't do better than that. Uh, You know, one seed for a reason. I mean, they, they deserve their spot. We had other one seeds. Who are some of our other one seeds? Uh, So we had Alexander and Feiston. We had Kirk and Spock. Um, we did not have a one seed over here. I'd have to go back and look to see who that would have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, that's a whole bracket, but this was this doesn't involve there there was at least one other round leading into this, right? Yes, yeah. But yeah, that was an exciting geez, that was an exciting last yeah. round. Was it Ginsburg um, and Scalia? They couldn't have been a one, could they? No, I don't think so. Let me see if I can go find it. 
That was a really um, just, just but, on a personal note, like that was fascinating to read about Ginsburg and Scalia. I had no idea about that, and they seemed to oh, their deep yeah, friendship they genuinely liked each other, even though they were polar opposites. And I, I that was a cool whoever threw that those two names in the hat. Bravo! Yeah, uh, RBG and Scalia were the one seed. Okay, there it is over there. You know, I, I feel like they both. I feel like they both hated Clarence Thomas. Bonded over that. <laughs> even, even when Scalia agreed with him, he's like, "God, I hate that guy." Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us and our bromance bracket. You now know the greatest bromance of all is, all, as we already knew, but it's Harry and Lloyd. Was there ever any doubt? Uh, any final thoughts, Jeff, Cameron, or Eric? Before we sign off for tonight, no, we we got a lot of we got a lot of screen time out of this. I hope somebody out there in the world enjoyed listening to some of it. Um, I know I enjoyed doing it, so good stuff. All right, Cameron. Yeah, good good times. Um, it, it was cool. We we got to kind of reminisce on some of our stories and some of the things that we've been through, and um, that's fun. Yeah, definitely. And Eric, you got anything before we go? No, I mean this is this was fun. It's a good bracket. Uh, there's a few that I kind of wanted to see in later rounds that that fell off early, but you know, uh, questions don't lie. So, yeah, yeah, that's why we that's why we play the game. All right, well, thank you guys so much, and uh, we'll see you all next week, and have a great day in history. 